Welcome to BNB Books and Banter, a podcast where we are currently reading through Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. This is Linda. And I'm Sarah. We're currently reading the first book, The Way of Kings. Today, we are talking about the second half of Chapter 15, where we talk about the other's experiences during Gavilar's assassination. Now, let's go on to the serious matter of whether or not the king's... Is it the... Would it be the heart, the saddle, right? If the king's saddle was tampered with. Yeah, it's the girth. Yep. Yes. So, as we remember from Chapter 13, Elokar fell off his horse during the battle. Yeah. And what Elokar thinks he has discovered is that the strap of his girth on the saddle was cut so he was deliberately targeted to fall off his horse that's what he thinks that's what he thinks now we see that between dalinar and adolin adolin thinks elokar is paranoid right but like this is what i was talking about with elokar all this interaction that Sedea is slinging mud around, like throwing shade left and right. And yet it's his uncle that he trusts to check on these types of things. And I don't know if it's because Dalinar is the only one who would humor him enough to do this, too, if that plays into it. But like, honestly speaking, he trusts him to investigate it. Exactly. To tell him the truth of things. Mm. And especially about something like, considering he has been suspecting that someone is trying to assassinate him, he still trusts Dalinar to investigate it. Yeah, I, I don't know where to take this, you know? I'm kind of a, a little disappointed. Well, the thing is, it's written in such a way that we don't know if Elokar's paranoia is justified or not, because Dalinar and Adeline both can't decide if the strap has been cut or not. It may have been cut, but they need to investigate further. Right. They need to ask actual leather makers. Right. So we get to hold our suspense to a later chapter. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right, let's leave that there. I don't know if we can say much more about that. I think we will, yes, we'll park it for now. And then we meet some of the other high princes, right? Yes, so we discover why there is a high prince there who does not have a shard plate. Mm -hmm. And that is Vama. What was that? Was that at the very beginning? Yes, um, actually, you made the comment that Vama was on the hunt. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was... I was here, like, while they're talking about this strap and Dalinar is telling Elokar to go, you know, investigate. We learned that there's Royan, R-O-I-O-N, Royan? I would say Royan. Royan? Mm. That sounds good. Royan is bitter about the wit's insults at the feast last week. And then contra- Contracts, High Prince Bathab, mm. uh, offered the king for use of his trolls. So... Royan is Roy. Is it implied if Royan is a high prince? I want to say yes because other the wit isn't just gonna insult somebody who well. Except that he refers to Bethab as high prince, but not Royan in yeah. the same speech. So I don't think he is high prince because Dalinar is very particular about titles. Yeah, he is very particular about titles. Fair, fair, fair. All right. I just noticed that he does refer to Elokar as Elokar. But, you know, apart from that, he's yeah. very particular about titles. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's only in private that he refers to Elokar by name. Mm, yes. He is speaking to his son, so. Yeah. And I like how 
Adeline is so fixated on Sedaeus and Dalinar is just like, no, stop it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's completely shooting him down. <laughs> yeah. And then we meet High Prince Vama. Yes. Who joined them on the hunt but has no shard plate. Yes. And we find out why Vama has been brought on this hunt. It's not just for his company. No, of course not. That'd just be... <laughs> that'd be too nice to imply that there is more companionship driven, driving some of these decisions. And friendship, you know. Yeah. No, 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 that, that's Trust, not happening here. friendship. <laughs> warm, fuzzy feelings. No, no warm, fuzzy feelings allowed. Yeah. So what we see is Dalinar and Sedaeus maneuvering this high prince. Yep into using the soul casters, which involves him paying the king, which means the king gets money, instead of trying to circumvent the whole system and run a supply line back to Elkar, basically. And charging him more. Mm. So even though Dalinar and Sedaeus are having very personal confrontations... For reasons I don't understand. Like, you know how I was just talking about, like, you would think Sedaeus and Dalinar would work together. Mm. They do work together sometimes. Sometimes. But it's, yeah, it's only sometimes. And this is for the benefit of the king. Yes, which to me makes heck of a lot of sense given Delinor's personality. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't do this if it was just for the benefit of Sedaeus or another high prince. And as they are walking away from Vama, anger sprint boiling up from the ground around him like small pools of bubbling blood. Have we talked about anger sprint before? Have we seen anger sprint? I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen it. Yeah, I can't remember any anger sprint before now. Because we would remember, right? Bubbling blood is a very, very stark image. It is. It is. I guess it's not stark. Striking image. Striking image. Yeah, it's, they, they're they not spren you'd want to appear around you. No, I would think not. And he's clearly feeling enough anger to like have them appear. So he is very angry. But why bubbling blood for anger? Is it because of your high blood pressure? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Sedaeus appears again after Dalinar talks to Vama. Mm-hmm. To confirm that it happened, they, they spoke. Yes, it happened. And Dalinar mentions Elokar's paranoia. paranoia. Yeah, and wonders where it's coming from. <laughs> and Sedaeus, now I think Sedaeus is onto something here when he points out the fact that it could be coming from his uncle being overprotective. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if he had to say it in the way he said it, but the point is, could be plausible. Yes, it could be. His uncle is wrapping him up and doesn't want him to be hurt the same way his father was hurt, right? Mm. And then I think it was reading into this more personal interaction, right? Where they're not as guarded and they're not putting on a persona like... I don't know if we learn about it in this chapter or not, but like it's almost implied like they were old friends, legit old friends that just had a falling out, right? Well, it is actually dealt with in this chapter. Okay. Because Adeline actually asks Dalinar about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, let's just let's just go through it and then I, I answer my own question because <laughs> I'm smart like that. So he wonders about the paranoia and Sedaeus like gives him a plausible reason like as outsiders looking in that sounds very plausible right? Mm-hmm. But to Dalinar he, it's not really plausible. 
because he's following the code, right? Mm -hmm. And Sadeus says, I'll protect the boy my way, the way he sees it. And Sadeus asked him, asked Dalinar if he found why he wrote what he did. And Sadeus says, you're not going to find the answer. It's a foolish quest, old friend, one that's tearing you apart. I know what happens to you during storms. Your mind is unraveling because of all the stress you put upon yourself. Like, I think this is the first glimpse of Sadeus on a more personal level. Like, he actually genuinely cares about Elokar. I'll protect the boy my way. And you wouldn't call somebody, like, this is the way he sees Elokar, right? He sees him as a boy. As a boy, but as, and I think the three of them, Sadeus, Gavilar, and Dalinar, must have been really close friends. Like, the the way he says, protect the boy my way, sounds very much, it's not an, it's definitely not an insult. And he, I think he means it with a lot of affection. Yeah, it's like he's adopted. He's adopted Elokar in his own way. And I don't think he will ever be the type to say that to Elokar to his face. A lot of the way he acts kind of makes you question about what kind of man he is and what he really stands for and what he really wants, right? Even in this recording alone, from the very beginning, I'm like, oh, he's got some ambition to him, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he doesn't, he does have ambition. He Maybe he wants to be in a place where... He wants to have more influence. Yeah, he wants more influence. And now the question really becomes like, why does he want this influence, right? If he wants this influence to further Elokar's interests and to be able to protect him from the other high princess while like participating in the Alethi way of like contest and all that stuff then it makes a lot of sense yeah because what he is seeing is he's seeing Dalinar who is drifting away from the the Alethi way and following these codes that he does not like so why wouldn't he be trying to antagonize Dalinar and dismiss him as becoming a bit crazy yeah and removing him from his position of very very huge influence over Elokar. Right, because he thinks it might lead Elokar down the wrong road, right? Mm-hmm. And two, we see that Sadeus maybe has another ulterior motive to the way he treats Dalinar right now. Maybe he is trying to recreate and bring back his old friend, right? Because he's like, I see you basically spiraling down this bad, nasty mental place from Sadeus's point of view, right? You're going down the wrong road. You're going down the wrong road. You don't sound like you're completely sane. Like, I don't know how to help you except to do what we've always done type thing. And I think he, like, I don't know if it's like friendly rivalry that they had back then in their circle of three, you know? Because he, um, Dalinar does refer to the fact that him, Sadeus, and Gavilar were friends. Right. They Like, friendly competition among your friends. Like, I, when I play games with some of my friends, we, we joke around and we say, ah, look at so-and-so, you know, if they did this, and then look at us, we're doing this. Ah, why would you You laugh that? at each other. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still friends. Right. And it's just a good time, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Except now it's like, feels like Dalinar's missing his cue from Sadeus's point of view, and it's not fun. It just feels like they're rivals instead of being friendly rivals, if that makes sense. Yes. And I think as well, each of them blame themselves and each other a bit for the death of Gavilar. Because Dalinar refers to the fact that he was drunk on the floor, unable to sober up and be conscious when Gavilar was killed. And Sadeus was the decoy, the, the name of the chapter. <laughs> so Sadeus, if you remember from the prologue, 
there was someone dressed up like the king who ran away from the, the person in the shard plate. And Zeth originally gave chase to the person dressed up like the king. But then he realized what was happening and changed his course. Yeah. And it was Sedeus who was dressed up like the king. So Sedeus failed in distracting the attacker. Right. So now we know the decoy. So yes, Sedeus was the decoy. So this chapter is named after Sedeus. Yeah, and it definitely shows all the complicated, varied aspects of him. I think this is the first time we were really seeing to the heart of Sadeus's character. Yeah, because they were clearly very close friends if he volunteered to put himself in such a dangerous position. Yeah. I mean, it says a lot, knowing that if Sadeus was going to act as the decoy, like he can't summon his plate because his plate is clearly going to be very different from... The king's. The king's. And he has no shard blade. Yeah, no other way except to run. Mm. And that's when they made the vow, right? That they'll protect Gavilar's son. Yes. <laughs> no matter what the cost, no matter what other things come between us, they will protect Elakar, which is why he never, ever questions Sadeus. Yes. Or Gavilar. Or Dalinar, sorry. Yeah. They can do things their own different ways, but they know that this is the one thing that unites them. Yes. Sadeus thinks that the best way to protect Elakar is to kill the Parshendi. He drives himself and his men brutally to get to those plains, to get to those plateaus and fight. I believe a part of him thinks I'm breaking my vow by not doing the same. But that's not the way to protect Elakar. He needs a stable throne, allies that support him, not high princes that bicker. Making a strong Alethkar would protect him better than killing our enemies well. This was Gavilar's life's work, uniting the high princes. Mm. So it's two completely different perspectives. I think both are important if you want to protect the king completely. I mean, what would you pick, right? Kill the enemies or build a strong base, fortify your base. Which do you pick? Oh, that is a hard question. I would probably pick strong, uh, the strong, str- What's, what did you fortify say? Fortify the base. <laughs> fortify the base. <laughs> I would pick fortify the base, then attack your enemies. Right. I think in the long run, too, that's the always the better plan, right? Because it's never just going to be the one thing. And I mean, especially considering the Parshendi are fighting them so far away from Alethkar. Yeah. Like, there's there's no reason to rush out into battle. Yeah. But what do I know? I have never fought in a war. No, we just play computer games. <laughs> <laughs> there's something that Adeline thinks about you know this big reveal about what happened that night and each of their roles in it and why sorry let me backtrack actually the fact that Gavilar found the codes shortly before his death right that even Delinar laughs about it and didn't really take it seriously but the night that he dies the last thing Gavilar says to Delinar is to basically follow the codes. something feels wrong and then when he dies he leaves another note about the way of kings, right? I don't know if those the code that Gavilar found and the way of kings are tied together or not, but it just sounds like this is what's at the path for Dalinar to be obstinate about following it, especially because one of the ones he thought was a joke ends up being the reason why he couldn't do anything. Yeah, I think the, the entire night just compounded his belief in, I need to follow these codes. Right. Because I didn't and my brother is dead. What I actually think also is interesting where they're discussing the note that Gavilar left. There is an assumption that Gavilar himself wrote it. Mm -hmm. 
Which we know is untrue. It's Zeth who actually writes out the words. Gavilar just tells him to do it. Right. So that also, because the, because Adeline is aghast that Gavilar could write, <laughs> Seth, Seth can write. Right. So is it as horrific in a shin, a male shin to know this, to have this skill? Hard to say, right? Hard to say. Mm. But we also know that because Zeth is truthless, people could abuse that fact that he has to obey all their commands. So it doesn't surprise me that he's picked up how to write these characters. Yeah. And of course, because Gavilar has never written before, to make the assumption that it was him because they don't recognize the handwriting is, it's logical. Yeah. Because there's nobody else around. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't make the assumption that the murderer would write these things. (laughs) Huh. Why ever not? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, sorry. Yeah. Anyways, um, I had to backtrack. I lost it and I came back and I, sorry. But we're talking about this big reveal about what happened the night of and what each of them were doing. And basically, Dalinar, like, finally tells Adeline to just respect Sadeus. Yes. And know that he is trying to protect Elkar the way the both of them are doing as well. But Adeline thinks himself, like, you hate him. Like, you asked me not to. And from Adeline's perspective, that's what it looks like, right? And I wonder how much of it is just Dalinar's self-loathing that he wasn't even in Sadeus's place, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there is a lot of that. A lot of self-hate. It's not necessarily that he hates Sadeus so much as he hates himself, I think, so much more. Yeah. For the position that he was in that night and the position Sadeus was in. He, he's really not happy with how he acted or behaved. So he is definitely not hating Sadeus the way Adeline is. Right. So that, I think, is why he can continue to work with Sadeus on protecting the king. Yeah. And he's not completely blinded by it. He's more blinded by his own self-hate. Agreed. But Adeline can't see that. He can't see the, own, the self-hate his father has. Yeah. I don't think he's even considered that. Mm. at all to be honest yeah because in his eyes his father can do no wrong cute <laughs> it's adorable i don't think it's adorable he is and i mean he is he is seeing the situation from a very young perspective an inexperienced perspective he like he wasn't there that night yeah so yeah so we do find out edelin has quite the image of himself because he sees the king approaching with his golden chart plate, right? And then he says, he describes Alakar as he was several years older. He was several years Adeline's senior and had a bold face with a prominent nose. Some said they saw in him a kingly air and a regal bearing in women Adeline trusted had confided that they found the queen quite handsome. Not as handsome as Adeline, of course, but still handsome. <laughs> really does think quite highly of himself right but anyways that wasn't the point i wanted to make i just threw that in there because (laughs) as we're just you know being amused by adeline's character here (laughs) that the king so what i wanted really to point out was the king was married yes we discover the king is married (laughs) yeah we've been questioning this for the longest time what are we now this is 15 chapters in 15 chapters in how how many (laughs) yeah so 15 chapters in is how long it takes for us to get our questions answered 
His wife, the queen, managed his affairs back in a leaf car. There you go. There is somebody holding down the fort. <laughs> there is someone holding down the fort. We finally find out. It's the queen. Yes. We don't even have a name. We don't have a we name. We know that there is a queen. <laughs> right. And anyways, Elikar is here to check on their progress with the girth of the saddle. And Elikar is bent on saying that it is somebody who is out to get him. It is sabotage. <laughs> But of course, they're not leather workers, so he's going to have to be patient like the rest of us. Right, to figure this out. But in his desire to know, Elokar seems to blame everybody, including, uh, Adeline thinks, himself and Alinar. <sighs> I, uh... Oh, Elokar, this is not the way to go. <laughs> mm. And it's something that Adolin immediately points out to his father and his father says, I will have a word with him. <laughs> like he's a bold child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're so... Yeah, so interesting. Mm. It's very interesting dynamic. Yeah. When the three of them are together, it's very interesting. But separately, individually, it seems not as, I don't know, explosive? Or not as charged, the atmosphere. But like, because when it's just like Elikar thinking about the king, then it's like, it's exasperated, but it's like, whatever, right? Sorry, when Elikar thinks of the king or when Dalinar thinks of the king? When Adeline thinks of the king. Yeah, when Adeline thinks of Elikar, it's exasperated like he would his cousin, right? Oh, it's my cousin doing this again. And because we're by the holidays, that's all I can think about. I'm like, it's how we would put up with some of our relatives. Not our favorite. It's like, ah, this person showed up for dinner this year. I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, sorry. Had to take that. Back. You tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they are family. Yeah. And then here we have more of how Delanor evaluates Adeline. The lad liked to complain, but he was as good a son as a man could ask for. Fiercely loyal, with initiative and a strong sense of command. The soldiers liked him. Perhaps he was a little too friendly with them, but that can be forgiven. Even his hot-headedness could be forgiven, assuming he learned how to channel it. Mm. So he has a very high opinion of Adeline. And a very astute one, I think. He can see his faults as well. I was going to say, but that's part of the issue, right? Of how he sees his son. It's like... Yeah, fiercely loyal, you know, initiative, oh, that's good. And then all of a sudden, a strong sense of command. And then the soldiers liked him. Like, that is important to Dalinar and poor Renarin, <laughs> you know? Like, we can tell, like, what most people think. Dalinar does not think of Renarin. Yeah. Or that Renarin isn't exactly... I, I, I guess he's... I don't know if because he hasn't shown much talent for command that he doesn't have leadership responsibilities you know mm. um yeah that's what that's all i got <laughs> yeah dalinar does not treat him the way he treats adeline yeah and then um we have that basically to me dalinar has memorized the way of kings he says he had been listening to readings from the book more often than he presented to adeline um, just before we go on to that, mm -hmm. the reason he this passage comes into his mind is because the bridge crew had appeared from, and it's one of Sadeus's bridge crews, but he makes the remark that 
The bridge crew was constructed from a jumble of human refuse. Foreigners, deserters, thieves, murderers, and slaves. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if this is Kaladin's bridge crew, by the way. <laughs> but, I mean, from Kaladin's perspective, this is exactly what his bridge crew is made up of. Yes. And Dalinar questions why, like, how is Sadeus going to be able to continually refill these bridge crews because of the way he treats them? But hey, he has captured three gem gem hearts this week. Mm. And that is where he remembers the passage from the Way of Kings, which he, as you pointed out, has memorized. Right. And Dalinar himself is shocked that he can remember the story word for word. But basically, the story is about the king helping out this guy who's moving the stone out the way and people like stay out of his way. Because they don't want to block his momentum or whatever. But they don't want to help either. But they don't want to help. But when he, as the king, like, went to help the guy, like, his guards were embarrassed and now everybody's aware. Yeah. So the last line of the chapter is actually about the bridge men that Delinar thinks as he is crossing the bridge. They were the lowest in the army, and yet they bore the weight of kings. Quite literally. Mm, quite literally. But he's making the connection between that passage in the book and the bridge crews who are treated so terribly. And at least one high prince does not agree with the way these bridge crews are being treated. Good. That they are not just disposable. Mm. And, you know, maybe... Dalinar's thinking of somehow, aside from just yelling at Sadeus about the bridge crews, of a way to raise awareness for the issue, right? Because I think part of it is there's this one line where he's where in the passage. I believe my guards were embarrassed. One could ignore a poor, shirtless wretch doing such labor, but none ignore a king sharing the load. So I'm wondering how and if if and how, if not when, Dalinar will somehow bring this to a head, right? Mm. Yeah, because they are elect- they're eliciting, what's the word? They have created such a response in him that he is remembering passages from the Way of Kings. Yes. So I think it will weigh on his mind. Yeah, because it turns out that he listens to the Way of Kings quite often. This is the end of the episode, and we hope you enjoyed it. The next episode will cover chapter 16. This will be our last episode for 2020. Sarah and I want to wish you all happy holidays and an amazing 2021. Because we will continue to release our weekly episodes on Tuesdays, 95% of the time on midnight PST. Stay happy and healthy. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at bn banter podcast again that's b n banter podcast to get episode updates if you extra love us please leave a review wherever you get your podcast to help spread the joy